coming to you from his childhood bedroom in sunny his parents' home. It's half past five with Paxton Wright. Nice guest. Hosts of La Conversación, right here on KUCI. It's Sebastian Silva and Isaac Seha. Featuring music by Teototo. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Jackson Wright. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Folks, what is happening? How goes the indoor lifestyle? How is quarantine life treating you? Uh, I hope I hope super spectacular and excellent. I know as for me, it's been a, been a non-stop bundle of laughs and a hoot and a holler. Uh, that was very untrue. But you know what? I'm surviving. I've yet to get sick. And so, frankly, I think that's pretty cool, and I hope y'all are doing the same. Uh, recording this show from home sure has been an interesting feat. Uh, in fact, recording two shows. I, I'm not sure if I've, I've mentioned it yet on this show, uh, but I am also the host of another show here on KUCI as of this quarter, Socially Distanced with me and friend Justin Kiever, uh, wherein we discuss sort of uh, pop culture and media that we've been consuming as of late through the lens of quarantine life and kind of how that affects our media consumption. Uh, it's been a bundle of laughs and a good time, and it airs every Friday at 4.30 p.m. right here on KUCI. I recommend you check it out. Anyhow, what's been new in my world? Let's see. Been, uh eating a lot of pita chips lately you know when you're home all day and you have nowhere to go you get bored and when you get bored at least me uh i get snacky and when i get snacky my go-to is always pita chips uh you know i'll go i'll go any brand but hook me up with those lightly salted ones from trader joe's any day of the week you know the ones in the light blue bag and and, and i'm a i'm a i'm one happy camper uh, so that has been probably the primary staple of my diet. What's your guys's quarantine food of choice been? Uh, don't tell me now because I can't hear you. I, I don't know if you're aware that uh, radio is not like a two-way communicative thing. But uh, you know where you can tell me is on my email. You can shoot me an email at any time, any place, and I may respond in a somewhat timely fashion, you can do that at PaxtonWright at KUCI.org. That's P-A-X-T-O-N-W-R-I-G-H-T at K-U-C-I dot... That was me saying O-R-G. You can also follow this show in podcast form at Apple Podcasts at K-U-C-I colon half past five. And... It's really all I have in the way of updates for you. Life has not been moving very fast or exciting lately. Uh, Oh, right, my guests. Yeah, so today I interviewed uh, Sebastian Silva and Isaac Seja, hosts of La Conversación, right here at KUCI, every Wednesday from 4 to 4.30. It's a a fascinating show. Uh, Been a big fan of these guys for a while, wherein they discuss 
politics and current events, but they do it through the lens of the young Latinx American perspective. Uh, as I said, I was a guest on the show last week. Uh, I am not a young Latinx American. Uh, if my name being Paxton Wright and my very nasally voice was any indication, but they were kind enough to have me on to offer the much-needed heterosexual white male perspective on the day's most pressing issues. So, uh, it was a lot of fun to go on there, and uh, I'll probably be coming on again real soon, so keep your ears peeled for that. Anyhow, enjoy the show, enjoy the interview, enjoy life at home, enjoy Tiger King, Enjoy whatever it is that's keeping you sane in these times. It's so important that we enjoy things. All right. Take it easy, folks. All right. Well, isn't this exciting? This is this is just, you know, the, the boys are back in town after about one week apart. Sebastian Silva, Isaac Seha, hosts of La Conversacion right here on KUCI. Boys, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing well, uh, you know, not doing anything today whatsoever. have to do some, some homework later, but, you know, like you were saying earlier about yourself, just lounging around all day, doing the most nothing thing you can think about yeah. in my last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back before we started recording, I was just mentioning that I, uh, I have been getting so fatigued and exhausted by the intense exertion that comes with doing nothing all day. It's really hard. It's really hard, yeah. and it's uh, it's deeply sad, but such is life in the age of quarantine. How about how about you, Isaac? Yeah, I've been uh, very occupied, doing a whole lot of nothing, and uh, it gets strenuous sometimes having to do it. But someone has to. Real heroes mm-hmm. don't wear capes; they they lie on uh, mattresses at four p.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've always said. Uh, so yeah, as I, as I said at the top of the show, uh, you guys are the hosts of La Conversacion. You were gracious enough to have me on last week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time doing the show. And so I figured it was only fair to bestow upon you the honor, the privilege of coming here on half past five. You should be so grateful. Uh, Very grateful. (laughs) Yeah, thing. very grateful. I mean, no, we didn't right. even we didn't even record our own show this week, so. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for having us on air this week. It's uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so for those who aren't familiar, sort of give us the rundown on what this show is. The show is uh, it's basically uh, a platform where we discuss politics, uh, news. And sometimes we have some entertaining guests that we interview. Mm-hmm. Um, had you know a videographer who toured in China. Uh, we had uh, a band, a local band, come in, and then we also had uh, recently uh, an up-and-coming journalist talking about mm-hmm. journalism. So we like to do a variety show, a lot of different topics discussed there, and it's all through our very unique perspective, our uh, you know Latinx perspective, which uh, I feel like the world needs. Yeah, and shout out, shout out to Andre, Blanco, and Jonathan, which are those three homies that he mentioned right there. Uh, yeah. His homies that um, really cool guys that, I don't know, they just gave me an insight into like different parts of uh, the world, I guess. One was, like he said, a videographer, he's been in China and stuff like that. 
the other one's a journalist, which is something that, you know, I kind of want to do. So, yeah, we've had uh, lots of different people on our show, but we also talk about lots of different things. Like, one of my favorite episodes to this day is one that, because, uh, you know, it was an expose of sorts about our friend Kamala Harris. Then we've had episodes, we have a more like music based episodes where we either uh, talk about an artist uh, that died or we talked about uh, some, an artist that we think had influence in like, you know, the Latinx community and stuff like that. So, um, Definitely, we're like, I guess you could say SJW type people, but um, our show is uh, has a lot of variety, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'll be turning too many people off by uh, describing yourself as a, as a quote, SJW, given that we are on college radio. I think, uh, I think our, our base feels right at home with, uh, yeah. with that terminology. Um, so Sebastian, the show is, it's, it's under your name. You search KUCI, it's La Conversacion with Sebastian. Uh, yeah. was it, was, was it just you hosting it originally or did and <laughs> Isaac came on later or how, what, what's the mix up there? What, what happened? No, it's the entire idea has been both of us from the get go. But, um, I think I was the one that applied originally and the one that's been reapplying every time that we, uh, apply for a show every quarter but i mean other shows on on the page show that they have co-hosts or there's two people two djs or stuff like that uh, i don't know why ours doesn't um but i mean isaac also never said anything you're just, gonna, you're just a, gonna turn it on a, him aren't you yeah yeah i'm gonna uh, turn it on him um, blood 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 well, it's totally it's totally not just me being self-absorbed and just wanting my name on it <laughs> there's only room for one queen on this marquee isaac <laughs> well, honestly though um it wasn't until uh winter quarter this past winter quarter that you got a key that i got my key for the first time i didn't have Ooh. a key I was you, got your, you got your fob your electronic fob yeah I which has like now been rendered happy. useless now that the station is closed exactly they took it away from me man <laughs> yeah so this this guy for the first three months of our show didn't have one. Oh. <laughs> station manager kevin giveth and station manager kevin taketh away as the old <laughs> as the old saying goes uh so kuci surprisingly it doesn't seem like it has uh, it doesn't have as many political uh public affairs and talk shows as one might think would be on a would be on a uh radio station there's certainly shows that um that delve into political issues frequently, of course, uh, but there aren't really any that come to mind. Uh, I mean, I would feel terrible now if I'm neglecting to mention somebody, but uh, but that are that are directly centered around weekly roundup conversations of uh, of political happenings. When you guys uh, went to do this show, was that prompted in some way to fill that gap, or what was your what was your motivation by uh, by getting this show up off the ground? I think uh isaac and i just vibing with each other and being able to have like these political conversations with each other is definitely what inspired you know us to uh to make the show right but then uh afterwards you know when we're like hey we should be co-hosts when we you know when we met at the radio station that fateful monday yeah and then from there i guess we, we looked up and thought there wasn't really anything pertaining to politics at the radio station and then uh, I also, you know, had, had looked at stuff at the, you know, the campus newspaper and stuff like that. I didn't really feel like there was enough uh, being talked about about political discourse, at least uh, in student media, because, you know, there are uh, 
student clubs, like, you know, college Republicans, or there's like STEM socialists here, or just uh, Democrats here at UCI, but like, it's just a platform for people to talk, and uh, I guess that was what uh, inspired us to talk about these things on here. One thing I'm always kind of curious about, because there is such a new wave of political discourse among people roughly our age, that really sort of ramped up i feel like in the last few years given uh that everything got really weird really fast about about five years ago i'd say uh at least on a sort of you know macro level um Mm -hmm. that i think ignited the political conversation among young people way more than what had been present prior to those events i know speaking personally for myself i was really not politically plugged in whatsoever until about 2016 because it became such a bizarre clown show that i was like whoa what what is happening i'm sorry what what oh politics are fascinating i had no idea and and yeah i think it was the case for a lot of it was that the case for yourselves as well or when did your interests and uh leanings and political proclivities when did those sort of begin to form for you guys oh, well for, for me personally um my dad uh he lives in mexico and he's always been super into politics. Uh, also, my grandparents, uh, they're super, like, leftists. And uh, its it's been really interesting watching them, you know, root for, like, a certain candidate for many years. And then, like, just from that and, like, hearing all the stuff from my dad, that's when I wanted to be more involved in it here uh, in the States. Um, and that's when I, I think I was in middle school. That's when I got into, like, Obama and stuff. I'm like, oh, this guy seems really cool. And then he won the presidency and it was like a big thing at the time. And then you find out about this guy named Bernie, who's going to take the world by storm. And I was like, huh, I better look into this. And uh, I felt like that 2016 when Bernie like started, I feel like that's what got like a lot of young people excited because all of his policies, or they seemed new, new to me at least. And uh, I feel like it really sparked that fire that uh, people needed to get going. Mm -hmm. I would say that my answer is, uh, Slightly similar. I mean, my entire life, I'd just been growing up with my grandparents, and I would go visit in Mexico, uh, both places that my grandparents are at, where my my mom's side and my dad's side, and they would would both be like super involved in the political parties over there. They were one of one of my family were like Pan, and the other one was I think uh, Better There. Pretty, I forgot what what uh, party they were, but um, anyway, that's always been an environment that I've been around, but. Uh, 2016, um, like Isaac said, I think definitely did it for me because it's like you're watching all this stuff go down and it's like, wait, like, is this allowed? Like, is this really what it's like? Has it been like this the entire time? Like, like what? And then it also helped that that's the year that like, a friend of mine, like, full out, like, just became a communist. So that he would always just be talking about, like, like Karl Marx and the uh, communist literature that he'd be reading. Like, that dude would be in our engineering class, he'd be reading on his phone, like, just like, angles or marks or whatever and then that just like fascinated me because it's like wow he's just like reading it so out in the open like it's nothing right he's with you know then the history classes that i have and stuff like that it's like hmm why is it that communism is seen as bad why is it that this is bad and then comes bernie who is you know this like hybrid of like socialist but not really and like all that just really fascinated me and you know inspired me in a way that there is change that is possible and as we saw, there was a worse change that was possible in that election year. But um, I think now with, um, even though, you know, our boy uh, couldn't do it again, that progress is possible at the end of the day. And we'll get there. But there's more, more people, I think, like us and actually organize. 
and we, and we talked about it too is uh when, when i was on your show last week is one thing i feel has been very interesting and taps into what you're saying is one of the things that has been very encouraging to see is the fact that the uh, uh vigor on mass that surrounded him and his campaign has pushed the, has it, it is yeah it has been so significant uh, and caused such an impact that it has pushed biden's uh platform to the left as well again you know surely not as aggressive or proactive as that of bernie's in in many respects but uh it does work the 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 pushing for progressive policy does help shape policy in the last few weeks since bernie's dropping how have you guys felt about the the biden camp and their platform i would say that um i still don't feel like they're doing enough yeah, like that stuff that Biden talks about, you know, uh, reducing Medicare age to 60 or, uh, you know, uh, forgiving, uh, I think it was loans and stuff like that for people that are under a certain amount. Yeah, that's good and all at the end of the day, but I feel like it still feels like we're settling. And like, if you put it, if you put it like in the long terms of things, like, okay, yeah, maybe someday stuff will be better, but it, it still feels like we're just being handed crumbs, especially because, you know, the way that I see it or the way that many people see it, just like, you know. There was literally a moment, there was a headline or like one of the, the texts that are under when they speak in the news that said, can Sanders or coronavirus be stopped? What that, was from, that was from which outlet? I think it was CNN. I remember it being read. But, um, and it's like, what are you likening that to? Or just, you know, uh, supporters being called brown shirts being likened to, you know, Nazi takeover of Germany. It's like, what, what's happening here, right? It's like, we're only being handed crumbs and there's such a systemic reaction to this candidate. And it's, it doesn't sit well with me. And that's why, like, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not losing 100% faith on Biden because, you know, I feel that he can extend a little bit and negotiate a little bit more with, you know, this uh, leftist movement. But um, I still want to see him try. It's not that I want to see him fail, because I don't want to see him fail. I want to see him succeed, right? I don't want to see him lose against Trump. But I feel that if he wants to do that, he has to do a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I've been seeing a lot of his ads all over Twitter, his campaign ads. And they just seem like really like half, like kind of done. Like he's not going as far as he could. You know what I mean? The, the Twitter presence has been admittedly weird. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of messages that on paper sound nice and work, but they, I, again, they feel a little bit half-baked. Everything just feels like we'll get through this together. Science is on our side. And and it's like, yeah, why does this not feel cohesive though? Like it's, it's, it's weird, but again, it's still in the early stages of the general. I don't, I'm not trying to lose faith. And again, it's like you say, Sebastian, and while I don't feel like the campaign is doing enough right now, uh, I don't want to write them off. Obviously I want, I want the campaign to succeed. I want it to, I want it to work out, but it does feel like there isn't enough being done at the moment. Um, I want to also ask getting back to getting back to your guys' show. I, 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 one thing you mentioned that I thought was very interesting is the fact that you both grew up, with this lens of people with very hard political opinions uh, focusing around Mexican politics. And that is such a unique perspective that any number of pundits you see on TV, most of them are people like me who are just like, you know, white guys that watch a lot of news, like in read Twitter, like they don't have that kind of perspective that mirrors ours in many respects, but is also dramatically different. How has how has that affected your political leanings one way or the other? My political leanings are 
I mean, I don't even know how to how to describe like how where they came from because I mean it's like I feel just by default by being in a working class family that I am more just leftist in general. I mean, there's no reason for my family to be conservative, even though they're like, uh, some of them are Catholic or might hold more traditional beliefs. At the end of the day, throughout my entire like early life, I remember my grandpa always like either watching the news or like my my family talking to each other, and he'd always talk about like the mafia or like stuff like that, like always conspiratorial in a sense. Once I grew up, and it's like, oh yeah, Mexico is a super corrupt country. Yeah, the U.S. is also a super corrupt country. And just uh, this discourse happening just in the background of my life, just hearing about corruption and, you know, us as, you know, working class people getting like the short end of that stick was always just in the background, like I said. Uh, and I think that's why I turned out the way I, I did right now. <laughs> so one thing that, I mean, either you can feel this, um, but Sebastian, you mentioned that uh, you woke up to a lot of uh, corruption that was happening within the uh, Mexican government, uh, which is ironically probably well more documented in U.S. and Western media than actual corruption within the Western government. <laughs> um, so when did it start becoming apparent to you? And, uh, and, and again, either of you feel free to field this, in what respect uh, that the U.S. government definitely had its own sort of breed of corruption and in what way did it mirror that of of mexico's well the way that i saw it's just that you know mexico does have a is a it's considered still developing a third world country when it shouldn't be because you know it's a oil rich it's a tourist destination it should be one of the richest countries in the world and most developed country in the world but unfortunately because of the, the people that lead in it's not like that but the reason the reason that that um I kind of got awoken to like this U.S. also being, you know, not great, was that, well, Mexico was messing itself up. The U.S. was, yeah, messing itself up too, but it was also doing that across the entire world, uh, be it, you know, this war on terror, supporting most of the world's dictatorship, funding that comes out of nowhere, or just, you know, when you start learning about how the U.S. like toppled regimes, when you learn about uh, Nicaragua, when you learn about Chile, when you learn about uh, Panama, all that stuff, it's like, what? This country is re reveres itself as like the beacon of like justice that really like slapped me in the face a little bit and you know woke me to this really like I wouldn't say anti-US sentiment because you know this place you know it's where I grew up I do hold it dear to my heart but this whole like resentment for it towards it could be better than it actually is and it's being held back because of these people that are in charge these people that control it these people that exploit long-standing regressive policies that have only snowballed and built on top of each other rather than any attempt having been made to dismantle them exactly. yeah yeah isaac um yeah i guess i i just took a history class and then that's when you know that's when you learned <laughs> yeah you have that one that one professor that's like this all this it's bs let me break it down for you kids and that, that professor is always the one uh, yeah, <laughs> that was my uh, like my my junior year of high school professor. He showed me how it was. He's like, "Oh, you you think this guy's cool? Well, look at the Trail of Tears." And I was like, "What? No." Were there, were there too Jackson many high school cool? students advocating for Andrew Jackson? Yeah, it's like what? He's on the twenty, so like it's fine, right? It's true. Twenty is an exciting bill to receive. That's always a fun bill to see in your pocket. That's a fa a fair point. <laughs> You know, that's like the one. Little Uncle Andy popping his head from your Levi's wallet. You're like, hey, there he is. Let's go buy six Butterfinger bars. 
Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, that, I think that was the moment for me. Um, just being in, like in like a high school class with that professor mm-hmm. that was a little too uh, a little too leftist for the school's good, you know. So <laughs> good. Yeah, or for their taste anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah uh okay great well that about does it on time for us before we go where can people uh hear more conversations like this and uh so many other exciting topical discussions on your show date time etc what guests you got coming up lay it all out on the table for us guys um our show is every wednesday at four uh, as you've mentioned, or we've mentioned, uh, it's called La Conversación. I mean, with talk Corona stuff, we really don't have a, an idea what we're going to talk about on a week-to-week basis. And that's kind of, you know, the main thing that's happening. But um, hopefully we get some guests on. We get Paxton maybe again. Maybe I'll we get com- June, some other people. You got to get me and June on the same episode, man. We got to yeah. do a, a four-way conversation. Down, yeah. But, um, but yeah, anyway, if you guys want to check us out, um, we'll be here. Um, well, at least I'll be here next week too. So, Whoa, you know, I, Isaac even called out. I, I guess I get it. I have to stay home next week, guys. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, don't, no going to Six Flags now. Yeah, stay put. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you for having us, man. Thank yeah, you. of course. Absolutely. Remember to stay safe. Don't touch your face, uh, wear your mask, and, you know, it doesn't really have a lot to do with COVID, but it's always important to stay hydrated. All right. Peace be with you, everybody. Adios. All right.